Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to our podcast. So today we are not going to be having a class. What we will be doing is tackling your questions. Now, I did promise you that for those of you who are listening and have um, sent in your questions, I will at some point start to answer them. So uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you guys thank you so much for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome, welcome, and if this is a if this is part of your, um, you know, one of your podcast lists, then you can kind of listen to us as a regular. If you want to get to make them a great audience. Um, we hope that all of our messages on this podcast do bless you and bring you some kind of uh, knowledge and understanding in your faith as you walk with Christ. So, again, welcome, everyone, to the Love, Life, and Poetry podcast. And today, we will start to tackle your questions. So um, the first question that we had that was sent in by one of you was around mental health. And today I have a guest speaker who will be, um, you know, tackling the subject with us. I'll go ahead and read the question and then we'll introduce our speaker for today. um, And then we'll go straight into the question. So the first uh, question that we had sent in was from one of you, which says, would love to talk would love if you talked about mental health anxiety and fear of failure slash doubt okay so that's going to be our topic for today mental health anxiety and fear of failure slash doubt how do you tackle these issues as a christian so my uh, guest speaker today is doctor you have a phd correct you are doctor <laughs> Isioma Dania. I, she's going to go ahead and introduce herself. She is a PhD. She's one of the people that I admire a lot because she's got a lot of knowledge and um, she's got she's got a, a really great grounding in Christ Jesus. She's a pastor of St. Um, um, Redeemed Christian Church here in San Marcos. Um, it's a local community that I teach classes at uh, as well. If you guys have listened to some of my discipleship classes, it's over at the um, San Marcos. So, uh, so, Sister Isiola, can you um, introduce yourself? Okay. <laughs> uh, my humble self. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and talk. Uh, Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, Isiola, as uh, Sister Gloria has rightly said, um, my name is Isiola Lapidania. I, I, I have a doctorate in ministry. Okay. I, uh, and I have masters in social work. I'm a licensed social worker okay. and uh, I work in clinical research. Oh. So um, I basically uh, from the ministry and from my work, I have dealt with mental health, mm-hmm. you know, has been the order of the day in my work. So uh, hopefully God will help us to uh, do justice to that. Okay, awesome. So it it would be great to reconcile it too because you're working in the field on the scientific side, right? Right, right. So the clinical research and then your faith, Christianity, has something else to say about mental health. Right, right. right. So, yeah, because I want to, uh, the Bible said that our God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit. So, uh, we we 
me in particular, I always see everything from the spiritual angle. Okay. I tackle things in the spiritual angle. Though I work in the in the clinical scientific side, uh-huh. and I have done all those therapies and all that, but I always defer to the Word of God, yeah. which I I hold so so dearly, so highly because His Word is true. Uh-huh. You know, He has proven to be true in my life uh-huh. and in the life of those around me. Uh-huh. In, in, in in any angle of life, uh-huh. you know. Come mental health, our God is there. Uh-huh. He's the first physician. Uh-huh. He's the physician of all physicians. You know, when you talk about in, in talk, you talk about mental health in therapeutic side, uh-huh. our God is the is the best thera- therapist yeah. you can think of. Uh-huh. You know, because he said that he will give us peace, peace like river. Uh-huh. Who will give you peace like river? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, even in the scientific world. They can give yeah, you that piece like prison. So, so in in tackling this, we are going to look at see the the way God sees it from the kingdom perspective. That's good. That's good. So before we go deep into the Bible uh, portion of it, because I I understand you more your faith drives you in many places. So right. Whether you are uh, whether you choose to be a therapist or clinical research person or whatever you're doing in your field, your faith is what's pushing you in that angle. But I, we, in this society that we live in, especially in America, right, a lot of the times people's faith don't drive them. It's what they see is reflected on them. So how do you deal with, in your field, how do you deal with reconciling your faith and your issues like, to, the, to the community? Because I'll give you an example. I heard people say that Science, you know, almost disproves the Bible. I heard other people say that science actually validates that. That the both of them work hand in hand. And then, without, without understanding that, you cannot define science. Right, right. So, in your role, in your day to day role, in your job, how do you reconcile your faith and everything? How do you talk to people who? Okay, you see, uh, Sister Gloria, we did we just completed a, a series, uh, mm-hmm. destined for success. Mm-hmm. We talked more about it. Mm-hmm. So in there we talked about the natural laws mm-hmm. and the spiritual laws. And the both the natural laws and the spiritual laws have been created by God. Mm-hmm. God created them. Mm-hmm. Praise right, the Lord. Yes. You know, the, we call the natural law the general law, mm-hmm. and then the the spiritual law the 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 spiritual laws. Mm-hmm. So the science tend to operate on the natural laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who creates? Who made the natural law? Is that same God? Yeah. So the 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 natural law, in which this the science the science operates. Is made by God. So invariably, whatever they are doing in the science is just to validate, to prove the the law of God eh, at their at their own realm to be true. Let's say, for example, uh, 
the uh, planting is a scientific process, right? Mm -hmm. You take your seed, right? Mm -hmm. You take your seed, you look at the, the uh, you make sure that the, the environment, the soil is the right, mm -hmm. you know, you plant the seed, you plant the seed under the, the temperature, the, the topography has to be right, mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. has to be right, mm -hmm. and you plant your seed. Following the natural law, the weather, the the atmosphere must be must be conducive for this for the seed to grow. And then, if you follow that law, follow the law of planting, you will gain a bumper harvest. And that's what they prove in science, agri science, all that. They tell you that even chemistry will tell you all the chemical components of that. Praise the Lord. So, but in that that is God's law. Okay, but the spiritual law takes it a little bit uh, higher mm -hmm. by by infusing conscience. Mm -hmm. You know that whatever you do, you have to show mercy. Mm -hmm. You have to be honest. You have to you have to uh, be loving. You understand? Okay, so conscientious. Yeah. So when you add the 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 physical law plus conscience. Okay, plus conscience, when you add this, that is spiritual law. Mm -hmm. So, but the science operates only on the natural law. Mm -hmm. What they can see, what they can put together and all. Mm -hmm. So, in my field, I always use the spiritual law. Mm -hmm. That is taking the natural law and adding the conscience, doing my work with love, with showing mercy, compassion, honest, being true to what I do, being creative in what I do, all these things I put together that gives me great success. And anyone that operates like that, even the scientists, they can't they can deny it. Praise the Lord. So in my in my work, this is how you know. So tell us what you do on a day-to-day -day basis in your job. What's what's your job? Oh my God! <laughs> he said, "Hi, I work in clinical research, okay. cancer research." Okay, okay. So, so that is what I do. Okay. Is on, a day -to -day. on a day to day basis, okay. how to do the drugs for cancer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now tell us uh, about mental health and anxiety. How do you deal with things like that as a Christian? As a Christian, I always say that. The my my rock. I stand upon the word of I so believe in the promises in what God says in his word and I flow with it in my daily work. So can you share some of those scriptures with us? I will, I will, I will take can... I will take for example when the Bible says in a in a second Timothy one how to deal with the with uh, mental health every morning i live upon this world okay for god had not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind that sound mind has to do with the my mental health. Oh, so i stand upon this world every day 
that God has not given me the spirit. Do you understand? Fear is a torment. If you look at John, John, uh, John chapter, first uh, John four eighteen. So he said, can read that as well. Yeah, I, I always like to. Yeah, you know, go deep into these. Okay. Right. So, because so you it, said first John. First John four eighteen. Four verse eighteen. Oh, yes. So you want me to go ahead and read that? Yeah, one? read it. Okay. So there is no fear in love, for perfect perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. Okay. So he, he, that that is not okay. James we say fear is a torment. Okay. In, in James I can read it. Not, that's a revised standard version. So let me okay. go ahead and read it. Read it, please, because I like I like the way King James put it. Okay, so King James says, uh, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that feared is not made perfect in love." Right. Okay. So you 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 go to that Timothy Second uh, Second Timothy one mm -hmm. seven and, and, yeah second second timothy one seven okay. he said for god had not given us the spirit of fear mm -hmm. and we read in john that one of love and of a sound mind yeah. Yeah. so what god has not given me god forbid i will take it <laughs> because i believe in his blessings yeah. anything god has not given me it, 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 it's not a blessing mm -hmm. the gift of god make it rich yeah. it does not add sorrow yeah. so if i take what god has not given huh, i'm taking up sorrow yeah. so i like taking up the gift of god and he said that god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind yeah. you know i really like that you brought up this uh this this because i remember there was a time in my life a couple of years ago when I had, you know, anxiety and panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I for so no weird reason I would just have this panic attack and then I would repeat this verse to myself. Mm -hmm. I remember very well I'll repeat it to myself, for God has not given I will put myself in I'll put it in the first person and I'll say, For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power of love. And of sound sound mind. Mind. I would always repeat it back and forth right. over and over to myself. I would even say with boldness in front of the mirror and say to myself that this is what God has said concerning me. So knowing for so first of all, what you're what I'm hearing you say is the fact that first you have to know God to concerning right. subject. Right. Right. That is what I'm, I'm I'm just trying to that the word of God, knowing his word is the key to overcoming any mental health issue. Yeah. Because yeah. when you know the word of God, this the Bible said that my people they perish for lack of knowledge. And I always take that as to say, that perish, that word perish, does not mean die or do. He said, my people are out of control. That's what that perish means. Yes, <laughs> out of control. When anything happens, <laughs> you know, you panic because, because of lack of knowledge. But if you have this knowledge, the Bible tells you that in that Second Timothy one seven, that God has not given you the spirit of fear, and you know that uh, the Bible said that the uh, the gift of God make it rich; it does not add sorrow. So that means 
the, the, the sorrow there is fear. God has not given it to you. Why not start positively confess what God has given you? He has given you power, the spirit of the power, eh? love, and sound mind. So God has given you sound mind. So your prayer should be, if you want to fall into that, uh, that panic mode or this, you say, Lord, you have given me sound mind and I walk positively pos well, possess yeah, what Lord, God has. Confess it positively. I refuse you depression. I refuse you anxiety because my God has not given you to me. Mm. He has given me power, love, and sound mind. I live in sound mind. Anything that wants to alter my mind, to alter this sound, to cause it to be a uh, uh, to disease my sound mind, I come against you in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is these are very it's like being a prayer warrior. You yes. have to fight these things. And I remember there's another verse that says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, blood, right? But yes. against principalities and powers. Yes. The darkness of this age. So things that will come against your mind, these are forces that you have to be ready to war against. Right. 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 That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. So um, so I feel like this question is in two parts, right? So mm -hmm. first he says, um, uh, talk about mental health and anxiety. And then he says, talk about the fear of failure and doubt. So... Now, you see, all of them, they're woven they together. together. Mm -hmm. They work together. You understand? Mm -hmm. God has, you see, the, the Bible said that we should be as bold as lions. Right. And the enemy knows that when you are bold, yeah. eh, when you are bold, as bold as a lion, what happens? He, he, he is scared. <laughs> eh? Remember yeah. when we talked about the giant? Yeah. The giant, what will he do? Physically, the giant will come. He will, he will tell you, look at the way they describe Goliath. Yeah. With this, with that. What is he? He's trying to make you lose confidence. Yeah. That's what the, that's what the giant, and we all face different kinds of giants. Yeah. Yeah. He will come and show you the, uh, yes, with these brooms, the helmet of this, the, the, he wears this. What is he? It's all these things is just to to make you lose confidence of who you are. Yeah. And remember, look at what David said, that you, you, Philistine, you defy the army of who you dare you. You see the confidence. Yeah. You see the confidence. So you you just, the, en the enemy, the giant, the, all those things, they come to just shake you. Yeah. Shake you. And we said again, that what what they feed on in the physical is their weak point in the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. So there's one I want us to read that uh, verse where uh, David said to him that you come you come against me with, mm -hmm. with uh, spares with all this, yeah. but I, I come, come against, against you in the name of the Lord. So I want us to read that verse. Yeah. Can you remember what verse it is? It's a uh, it's this um uh First Samuel 17, I think it's verse 30, 32. Let me look for it. Yeah, let me look for it. Though I didn't include it in what I was going to talk about, but it just happened that this is a very good thing to bring into. Okay, so First Samuel chapter one. Chapter 17. 17? Okay. Yeah, First Samuel chapter 17. Okay. I think it's verse 30. If not 30, it should be around 20. 
Oh no, this is where Teddy yeah, was when was David was telling. Okay, what, yeah. please let me say something about mm -hmm. verse 30. Mm -hmm. You see, when when you are fearful, you start looking at statistics. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So, so because the the game the Philistines played using Goliath had caused Saul to fear. So he's operating at the level of flesh. Right, right, right. So he's not looking at statistics. He told so he told David. He said, uh, so Saul so said. So we can uh, we can we can start from maybe like uh, I'm twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, oh, twenty-six actually. Yes, so said, And David spoke to the man that stood by him, saying, "What shall be done to the man that killed the?" This Philistine and take take it away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should be he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this man, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killed him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why comest thou hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy haughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Oh, so, hold on, so. please. Hold on <laughs> on that. Okay. You see how people will minimize you. Exactly. And the people that we minimize you, the people that we minimize you are the people closest, closest to, you. to you. Oh my gosh. I, I wanted to say that just now, like, like reading this and I was like, yeah, oh. people that will minimize you, minimize who you are and all that, are people very close to you? Mm. Why? Because they operate in that flesh mm. and they see you. You uh, maybe you can speak correct English, you can make one sentence true. This is you that will now go and face a, pro a professor or this person yeah. with all this their, their stuff. Do you understand? Yeah. They are looking. If, if you watch, remember when they in Samuel in chapter 16. Samuel 16 went to Jesse's house to anoint. Who did he anoint? He anointed David, but okay. at first he wanted, he wanted to, to make the, mistakes. Eliab, yeah. Okay. Eliab was one because of the ones he, he saw to, who he, he was so tall, so handsome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are the things we look at. Yeah. People around you will always look at yeah. that. They are reading the, the you as a cover. Yeah. yeah. They don't know the content of what is What's what you are made of. Okay, so so let's let's continue down to where uh, David uh, finally okay, and the words were heard which David spake. They rehearsed them. Okay, let's go down all the way to um, no. Uh, the, read when, what song David the says king, the whole king. So so uh, okay. So what what Saul told him? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so um, 31, 31. 31, 31, okay. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this good man. You see the confidence. Yeah. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this good man and fight with him, for thou art but a youth. Okay. Again, we're seeing someone who's looking at his youthfulness, mm -hmm. looking at his. Mm -hmm. and, he's, uh, he, and he's a man of war. From his youth. 
That is the and, statistics. Yeah. And David said unto Saul, My servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and, and, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and I smote him and delivered it out of his hand. When he arose against me, I called him by his beard and I smote him and slew him. And my servant slew both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, whom he had despised. Now David said, Moreover, the Lord hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Yes. All right, so I want to, I want to read what uh, David says to, the, to Goliath. So, Goliath, it's yeah. okay. That would be in the uh, 50. Okay. Go to uh, the same the same place, then verse 48. You can start reading from verse 48. 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine's forehead. And the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell into his face to the earth. So I, there's something that David said before he came. Then David said, to okay, uh, 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 45, 45, 45, okay. 45, that's what you're right. looking for. So then, they, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou the reason why I really like that particular phrase is when sometimes when we face different challenges in life, if you don't know your God, yeah. you won't know how to answer that, that challenge. Mm. So I remember when I was facing anxiety, when I was facing fear for no for no just reason, you know, all I had to do was go to his word and repeat it to myself and tell myself over and over again that this is what God has said, this is who my God is, right? Mm -hmm. But without knowing God, you won't know what to say to no, yourself. Right? No. But the only the other thing is, how do you face the fear of failure? Facing the fear of failure was you see David's case. He looked at historical, which is what you were saying. Right. About. He looked at history. There's a there's a good friend of mine who who told me this parable. It's not a parable. He says that it's a Jewish parable that a wise man enters the future backwards translation when you see what god has done for you in the past mm -hmm. you will not be scared of the future mm -hmm. which is what david did when he said that mm -hmm. uh, the lord has delivered me from lions and bears the lord will deliver me from the philistines because he's no different mm -hmm. from those lions and those bears mm -hmm. that the god has so he was looking at historical who his god has been mm -hmm. and he was facing the future mm -hmm. forward and not being scared, he was being bold, and he was saying that the same God who delivered me from that is the same God who delivered me from this. So let's go, let's continue. So let let me hear you talk about facing fear. You know, I've heard you talk about um, success is not a uh, success is not a uh, it's not a what? It's not a pursuit. It's not a pursuit. It is a process, right? I've heard you talk about that. So yeah, how do you tell people to face the fear of failure? You see, failure, huh? you only fail when you admit that you so, have failed. Before we actually go there, some people may not have heard you explain how oh, success is not, not a, 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 it's not a pursuit, right? It's not a pursuit, okay. but, but a process. So I want you to 
give light into that principle, then you go okay. okay pivot into Success it. is not a a pursuit. Uh-huh. I believe it. Okay. Anyone, mm-hmm. if you pursue success, you are bound to fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you pursue success, that is when anxiety, all these things, even the fear of failure mm-hmm. comes. Because you don't want to fail. You want to be professional. You want to do this. You want to do that. You understand? Yeah. And you don't care who you step on to get there. And when you are, you, you are you are getting there, you are thinking of how will I maintain it mm-hmm. when I get there. You see, you are combat with so many things. Yeah. Eh? When you pursue success. One, you are pursuing to get the success. Two, at the same time, you are planning on how to maintain it when you get there. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So you see, when you pursue, when you do success as a plan, follow the Lord. Follow the law. The key to success is obedient to the law. So when you say follow the law, you mean follow God's word. Follow yes. God's command. Mm-hmm. Follow God's follow the process. process. Yeah. God says, Don't this is how it's gonna be. Follow God's Follow voice, it. Basically. It may yeah. be sometimes we say, Oh, it's slow, it's not fast. Yeah. Yes. I use the example of my daughter doing makeup. Yeah. yeah. You know, he said just wait we are following the process and the at the end of it all at the end of it all the makeup because we follow the process the makeup came out glowing and all that and everybody was you understand but assuming we are cutting corners you know we want to do it this way we want to do it that way because we have we, I'm, I'm so scared that it will not come out well so i'm gonna pause there because we're gonna go on a quick break and mm-hmm. then uh, we will continue. Okay, so um, we just had a quick moment of break there, but we're back now. So we're, what we are talking about is mental health today. Remember, I've got uh, Ishima's uh, uh, doctor, doctor in the house, Dr. Ishima Lokitania, and um, we're talking mental health today. We're talking about failure, anxiety, fear of failure. And uh, we, you, just before the break, you talked about how, um, you know, the, uh, success is a process. Mm-hmm. You have to follow God's mm-hmm. laws. You have to follow God's commandments mm-hmm. to be able to go through the process. And then yeah. you even gave an example of how your daughter, mm-hmm. um, she, uh, she, she was doing makeup for you. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's I was scared that, <laughs> that this makeup would not come. That's fear. I was, I was so, this she's doing, she's not doing it the way I want the way it. You, want you know, to I was like, <laughs> Oh, the the my daughter was saying, "Mommy, calm down. We are following the process. Yeah. When we finish, we will see." So I was tensed that it it will not come. And you see, ninety nine percent of of things we are afraid of, ah, never happen. That is correct. I I feel like that you is understand. so true. Yeah. So this this fear is the mental disposition yeah that we just put for 99 percent of the time what we are afraid of never happens yeah. you know yeah. we are afraid that this thing will not happen if i cook it cannot be tasty so there is a uh there is a scripture where i think it was david who says the thing that i fear the most has come, has come upon, upon me. me right do you feel like when 
if you don't get rid of your fear, if you don't face your fear, what you fear could actually happen? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, most of the things that we are afraid of that happen is just a self-fulfilling prophecy. We have, we are afraid and we condition our mind that, that I have failed. So that, that becomes so, your, and your, as your faith such, in your fear. Yes, <laughs> faith in your fear, right? Placing your faith in, in your, your fears. Fear, right. You understand? And as such, we are not mentally balanced to say, oh, I can do this to overcome this. Mm. Already we have made up our, our mind that, oh, we have failed. Do you understand? Yeah. So put the effort to actually do things that will prevent us or find ways which we prevent this failure. We just reside or resign ourselves to that. And if we look, our fear of failure is just is, is a, a dehabilitating disease that we don't know. Yeah. Most of us uh, don't get to our, our potential yeah. because of this. And in, you know that there's, it's weird that there's scientific name for just about every kind of fear. You have uh, agoraphobia, yeah, uh, the fear this. to go out. Okay, how do uh, they you know, in, have done therapy for people to overcome the fear of height? This that they give them, they take them to a high place mm -hmm. and say face your yeah. face your fear. And I, uh, me, I'm so afraid of height. <laughs> so there's climb. I will climb there. They say, okay, <laughs> did you die now? I said no. <laughs> Actually, it's not that bad. Do you understand? Yeah. Some people are afraid of something, afraid of being in the midst of crowd. The, the, the first thing a good therapist will say, go, they will take you to so where, crowd, yeah. you know, to face it. Yeah. I forgot to even the fear of crowds. What's that? But there's just the... So all these little fears and all that, your fear, if you're afraid of it, face your fear. Face your fear. Don't live in self-fulfilling prophecy mm. that, oh, I have failed, I have failed. Yes, no need to even try. Mm. All right. So let me, let, just to recap, I feel like what I've heard from you today is number one, know your God. Mm -hmm. Number two, know his word. Mm -hmm. Number three, those, hold tight to those words. Repeat those words. Mm. Hold them. But you see. They say wisdom is the application of knowledge. Yeah. You know the word of God. Yeah. Knowing it is good, but the best is you apply it, using it, it yeah. in yeah. situations. Yeah. And most of us, we just know the word of God, yeah. but we fail to apply it. Yeah. Yeah. So applying that word is what brings you home. Mm -hmm. That's number mm -hmm. one. And then facing your fear. You have to face it with the word of God. Right? Right. You have to face it with the mm -hmm. word of God. As your sword, as mm -hmm. what Paul says, Paul says, put yeah. on the full armor of, of, of God, God, right? First is your helmet of salvation, and then you have your the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which the is the shield. word of God, right? Your the shield is your faith. faith, you're having the faith right. in that word, right? And, and your leg can be, it can, you can just stay in one place, you have to move, move with the gospel, right. right? And then the belt of truth, so mm -hmm. and then the oh, there's, there's also the breastplate of righteousness, right? You should put. Where it does your belt go? Your limbs to guide you, to hold you. Yeah, you understand. So we call it the belt of truth, correct? Yes, it's the belt. The belt, which is the 
bed of truth, yeah. which is the word of God. Yeah. And the Bible said that the the the, the, the word is like two edges sword, yeah. You know, piercing through yeah. the yeah. bones and marrows, yeah. dividing and sunder, yeah. looking into the intent. Yeah. So that's why you would you understand. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you've taught us a lot today. Um, I'm really grateful for, for this. I hope this, uh, the listeners can actually glean something from this. Um, mental health is a very real challenge in today's society. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually know anything about mental health until I actually you know, experienced it myself here in America. The idea of just waking up someday and just feeling so apprehensive fear overwhelmed not just you know knowing what is overcoming you being flooded with all kinds of hormones that you have no idea where they're coming from right and you suddenly go into a state of panic a state of confusion a state of you know uh, but thank god that he has made his word available to us that we should know what he says concerning us that we should be able to take confidence in those words i like the story that you talked about david you know, having to face Goliath, the giant in his life, and not just facing Goliath, but facing the lion with, with confidence, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, I, I also like the analogy that you made about um, a lot of the times the giant, whatever he is, strong on the physical side is what he is, physical or spiritual side. Right. So you have to see, you have to take your faith in the concept of not everything is physical, something is spiritual, and you need to have learn to apply spiritual laws Um, so you will have the natural law that most people will see and operate under but you have to be aware of spiritual laws that um that supersede the natural natural law law. okay so uh this subject we are going to expand on it even more because i feel like you know there's such a lot to, to glean from here there's a lot to chew on to meditate on there's a lot to go into delve deep into so we will have her uh, speak to us a lot more about this, um, and we will kind of go deeper into this question. You guys keep sending your questions. We do have another question. One other person sent a question about prophecy, prophecy in our age. So we are also going to get into that and start answering that question as well. So once again, I want to thank you guys. I, I want to know, mm-hmm. please. Fellow believers, please, please. The Bible said that anger resides in the belly of a fool. Mm-hmm. And the Bible said that who define who says fool? A fool says that there is no God. So all these things, some of us we go through all this, and we just get this anger that over over overcomes. Why is God not doing this? Why is God not doing that? Why is he there? Please don't let anger reside. Right. Trust in God, trust in Him, and He will always come through for you. Praise. So you guys listen to that. Fear, anger. Anger is something that resides in the belly of a fool. Let us be wise. Let us have grace and wisdom. Let us not let anger overcome us. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sister Isiama. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Isiama Lakidania, doctor in the house. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We will have her again, and we will go deeper and more into this uh, conversation. Please keep sending your questions, because I will uh, make a section for us to keep answering for tonight. Thank you, guys. Shalom, shalom. Till next time. Bye.